Welcome to another episode of Indiana Drive with Caleb Zuver and friends. It's been a bit, been a minute since uh, I did an episode, and I really wanted to do one for this special, special trip with my father. It's gonna be Mo on the on the podcast again, but we went up to Game Four of the NBA Finals in Milwaukee, and we just had an an exciting, wild, unexpected day. And I had it all documented with my recorder I brought. And you're going to hear a lot of Mo's voice talking. You're going to hear my voice. You're not going to really hear anything else. I couldn't bring the mic inside the arena or else I would have really tried to get a lot of other interviews and things of that nature. Uh, But I do want to point out one story that uh, stuck out to me. Uh, Because we're going to go back to game four. You're going to relive that exciting day with us. And now the Bucks are up 3-2 Tuesday. We'll see if they can close out the series. But if they end up do closing out this series, I think one of the things people will remember is that block Giannis Antetokounmpo had in game four down the stretch. And if you want an example of what my dad is like when it comes to basketball and really just life, Giannis makes that block and he was the only one in the entire arena that was screaming, now run some good offense, let's get a bucket here. We got we got to run some good offense, make a couple passes here and get a bucket. While the rest of the arena is going absolutely nuts about that block, he's worried about what offense they're going to run the other end. That's just him. That's the type of guy that has waited over 50 years for this moment. And it was so fun to document everything that happened. And I think this is a really, really enjoyable episode. It's a different episode, but come with us on this wild ride of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Uh, I haven't done a podcast. Well, not sure where this is going to go, but today is July 14th, 2021. It's game four of the NBA Finals. I'm here sitting in the car next to a rest stop. And, and Dad, do you know where we are just about? Uh, no. Just on the other side of the Ohio-Indiana line. So our, we're past Angola. This rest stop's are really nice. It's got a 7-Eleven, a Popeye's, a Starbucks, a Sabaro. We got people to our left looking at me holding the microphone. Um, Dad, we're about ready to go up to Milwaukee for game four of the NBA Finals. We're going to be out in the Deer District tonight. And what are you, what are you most looking forward to about this day? Uh, we're going to get into the specifics of the game later as we get closer to tip, but just this day for you as a, as a lifelong Bucks fan since when Kareem was there, what excites you the most about this day? Um, kind of a couple dreams come true. Number one, I was telling uh, your mom today or last night about the fact that I was able to go and see my favorite NBA basketball player with Laney, and that was Kareem. Um, and now I'm going up to watch an NBA uh, championship kind of sort of game just outside the stadium if we don't find tickets, um, but uh, with my Bucks team. And I think uh, every, every person who has a team ought to be able to experience the uh, atmosphere and all the things that go with a championship kind of thing. So I'm, I'm most excited about going up and seeing my team with you. Uh, my daughter has uh, introduced me to, you know, Kareem in a sense, and now I'm going up to see a playoff game, which involves my favorite NBA team as I was growing up and followed. So just to wrap up this first part of content here, I want to go through with you the the championship experiences both of us have had. So for me, my championship experiences with my teams actually being there uh, and not necessarily winning it, right? Because you've been to a lot of different experiences. 
but just being in, in, in a championship setting with your team. So for me, I got the Duke Blue Devils in 2015 being at the Final Four in the championship game there. Um, and also the 2010 AFC Championship game with the Colts. Um, never got to go to anything with the Cavs during their – actually, I mean, got to go to a, couple, a playoff game uh, when LeBron hit the shot against Toronto. Uh, that, that Those were only my only experiences in actually being in a championship setting. But for you, it's it's got to be a long line over the years. Well, I don't know if it's a long line. I, I, being in person has not been that, that big. I missed out on the Tigers uh, being in the World Series a couple times. I would – I would still like to do that to see a World you've Series been, game. You've been to the AL, ALCS a couple times, right? Yes. I was when uh, Maglio, Ordonez, and Kenny Rogers and that group. Um, I believe that was 2000. 2006. 2006. 2006. Um, so I'd, I'd been there in that experience. Ne- never in the World Series, which is what I would like to do. And then um, – you know, the Colts, seeing the two championship games, again, not being in a Super Bowl, although I did have my name drawn out for tickets if they would have gotten there the year, a couple, one of those two years that uh, Luck had gotten to the championship, but New England kind of derailed that. So, been on the verge, and and but that's a, that's about it. Um, I've, I've seen Big Ten championships with Ohio State. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that, that's about it. And where does this stack up for you getting to, you know, because it's been a long time coming since 1974 with the Bucks. I know I know we've talked about this off air and it's about how, you know, the Bucks aren't you don't follow them cl- as closely as the Colts. But basketball is your sport like that's that's your favorite sport to coach, to, to play. It's been that way your whole life, and now your team is on the precipice of an NBA championship. They got three games to go, and you're going to be up there with the whole town. How, how how does that feel for you? Where does this stack up, and where are you hoping it stacks up by the end of it in your kind of championship experiences? Oh, I hope, I hope it goes up to the top. You know, with with my Colts and and I root for the Tigers and all that stuff. Again, I have not followed the NBA as much. Uh, as you have, and you're probably the reason why um, it's been a resurgence in my life. But um, it's kind of neat, and it's kind of crazy. 1974, the last year that I um, had uh, in high school, graduated, and, I, and now I'm going up to, to watch them. Uh, the other one is it's against the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, which in 1968 was a flip of a coin of which one of those teams was going to get Kareem. So this whole thing is just kind of crazy stuff going on. I'll have a better idea after everything is said and done. You know, they still got to win, and and I'll still be critical of them uh, if they're doing things that I don't. That's just just part of me, and you've already experienced a lot of that. But I'm I'm ho- it'll, it'll, overall, no matter what happens, it's going to be uh, a pretty neat thing to have experienced it and and, and put it on the list of of things again, you know, it won't be completely uh, the top because we we don't know about tickets and things like that yet. But it'll be pretty close. So stay tuned. We're gonna keep coming to you with content. Uh, didn't get to leave as early as we wanted this morning. Uh, you, Dad, you want to talk about that all? You told me this morning. You said, Caleb, when you get up. I'll be ready to, or I'll be ready to go. I got up at seven, got showered. I already had all my stuff packed. I finished t- packing my toothbrush, toothpaste, my shower stuff. Eight o'clock came around. I already ate breakfast, and I heard the shower running upstairs. Uh, do you want to talk about that at all, and how we didn't get to leave till eight thirty? Uh, I had a lot of things to do. As you get older, there's a lot of uh, uh, checks on the list, so. Um, I got it. And, you know, last night you were talking about it wasn't as long as you thought it would be, as I said. So uh, we had time to play with, and we do have all day. It's not, game's not till 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, we'll get in Milwaukee enough to do some mischievous things, maybe. I don't know. We'll find something to do. But uh, we'll go from there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so here we are. It's just me in the car right now. I'm we're sitting at a I'm sitting at a 7-Eleven about 30 miles outside of Chicago. We have not gotten to Chicago yet, so we're still in Indiana. 
another service plaza. And, you know, I was hungry, so I went to stop. I got some chips. I got me a smart water. Some New Orleans voodoo-style chips. I think it's uh, Zaps potato chips. Love them. But anyway, here's the deal. My dad has a sort of a plug that he's been working through all week to try and get us tickets to the game. And originally, it was standing room only tickets that were available, and we weren't sure whether that's something that we wanted. And now some tickets have become available for us. Are they up at the top of the Pfizer forum? Yeah, they are. They are, but it's a bucket list that could potentially be checked off here in the next 10 hours or so, and I think it's something we might go through on. Now, my dad's in the 7-Eleven right now. Here he comes. Looks like he's got an ice mountain water. Looks like he's got some Cheetos with him. He's going to step into the car here, and what I want to happen while we're on the mic is I want us to figure out over the mic whether this is something that we as father and son want to do so he's going to get in the car right now he doesn't know i'm recording i can definitely open a trunk i'm recording right now by the way but no it's fine i want us to figure this out right now i just popped the trunk open for you I don't know what he's getting back there guys uh but anyway this is a great great service plaza it's got a little dog park there's two people with the dogs. One with a really small dog, one with a really big dog out in front of us right now. Very nice complex they have here. Okay. What's the verdict? Well, I, I got mom calling us too right now. So okay. Let's get this call. No, let's get this call. Take take this call. Okay, so you just got off the phone with Betsy, Mama, and now we're buckling in. We're, I, I already told the audience we're about 30 minutes out from Chicago. So what are we thinking here? What are we going to do? We we got an all, We have two tickets. Um, I got to get back with the guy. With, I don't know if I can say his name. No, or what. Just keep it, so um, he is um, he's possibly got two tickets. I got to get back with him. Um, be in the upper deck probably nosebleeds my thinking is i will never ever probably in this situation ever get to get those tickets or to get into the stadium and obviously it's the ultimate just to be in this place right. so i think we're gonna i would be for doing that and i think i would too so i think it's something that we should do now we'll we'll keep the audience tuned in we're gonna have to get going here we got to get going but just want to give everyone an update. It may not be the Deer District tonight. It may be in the stadium. In the stadium. Yeah. We we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back again. We're on Interstate 94 in between Chicago and Wisconsin. I currently have one hand on the wheel. One hand has is holding the microphone right now while my dad... We're pat, we're pat, good call. We're passing six flags right now to our right. Uh, the Waukegan National Airport coming up. Don't know really where we are, but somewhere in Wisconsin. And or maybe we're still in Illinois, honestly. I, I really have no clue. But my dad's sitting here to my right. You've, we've obviously updated you on the ticket situation. What can you tell them right now, Dad, about what we have in the works? Well, we got, we've got, we've got tickets. We think. Um, I'm sure we have tickets, one way or the other. Um, so I, we're going to be in. It's just a matter of getting connected up with uh, the person that we're going to get the tickets from. So all this is kind of falling in. This is kind of new for me because I, I usually am not real confident when I just leave and don't have anything and just uh, head up hoping to have something but some connections are coming through and uh, looks like we're going to be in the stadium rather than the so-called deer pen or deer district I call it the deer pen now I think we need a public opinion on this the deer pen like deers are not in pens like 
I don't understand where that comes from. The reason, Dad, that I think you got to get through, it's got to get through to you here. Deer District. Do you hear the alliteration in that? It's got two Ds, two words. Deer District. Whatever you say. Alliteration. Alliteration, yeah. What is that word? It's, well, your your wife, excuse me, your wife would be very proud of me because alliteration means you're starting two words with the same uh, letter and same syllable, same sound. So, Deer District is why, you know, that sounds a lot better than Deer Pen. I mean, I just don't know where that comes from. I, I would love to hear you explain why you think it should be called Deer Pen. Uh, I, first off, it's easier to remember, and I'm not into literation or whatever that is. It's just easier for me to remember because I just came up with it. You know, and the other one is there's a whole bunch of Bucks fans in an enclosed area, which to me is the same thing as deer in an enclosed area. So just me, just growing up on a farm in northwest Ohio, Williams County. Um, we were wondering, here, here's the idea I brought up as we move on to a different subject. You know, so our, our connection here, right, we, we know him through someone else. And, you know, we're, there's a great chance that we could get these tickets at a, at a discounted price. And he kind of said that. Uh, and I was talking to my dad. I was like, I wonder what strings he's pulling, right? Because he could be pulling everything out of the book to try and get these for us as we get a text, probably from mom. But he's probably pulling it all, all the strings here. So he's probably saying, we got a, a, a 60, 66-year-old man from Ohio coming up to Milwaukee. He doesn't have any tickets. He's been a Bucks fan since 1970. He All he's wanted all his life is to see you know the Bucks in the NBA Finals. He's doing, I mean, has to be doing everything in his power to try and uh, get these tickets for us. So we appreciate his effort. Uh, who, who texted you there, Dad? Um, his name is Bob Thormeyer. Um, Thormeyer's from uh, Bryan, Ohio. He's the guy I've been working with um, who is doing a fantastic job of trying to get us into this, uh, into this game. So um, a whole bunch of shout-outs to him. What what was just uh, texted there? Is mom saying something? No, it's not mom. It's Bob, and I'm just keeping in contact with him. Still have not received anything yet. So it's it's part of the whole game of what you do when you go someplace and don't have tickets and have somebody else connected in today's uh, world of electronics and all that of social media and all that stuff. Can you tell that he is not a fan of electronics? through the hotel um it's my turn to ask caleb a few questions here won't spend a whole lot of time because we got places to go and and things to see so uh, especially get something to eat so my first question is um where are you at just as far as how you are uh feeling about this whole experience well first off i'm going to correct you we are not in the hotel yet we are sitting in a parking garage my legs hurt from driving for five, for five and a half, six hours, however long it's been. I'm tired. I'm hungry. But about this whole experience, uh, it's been a kind of a wild ride already today, just with you know the hectic morning we had with trying to get around to leave, and now we're wondering if we're going to get tickets. But I don't know about you, Dad. Coming in here, I could I just pulling up to Milwaukee, seeing the city, I can just feel it in me. 
and I haven't even really seen anybody yet. I saw a couple of Suns fans on the sidewalk. We did. But I, I can just feel it coming through me that the NBA Finals are here in this city, and we're about to experience them. In some capacity, one way or another, we're going to experience the NBA Finals, and that is just a good feeling. So I'm really, really excited about the next couple hours and what they're going to hold. And I am too. I am too. I, it just is a reality of being here. But um, I don't want this all the whole thing to be my experience because it's your experience. It's uh, uh, it's it's the things that you. It's a Father's Day gift from you, Laney, and and Mom, as far as the whole thing. And so this is not all about me. It's about you and uh, and and the whole family, even though they're not here, uh, of the things that are involved. And I am I am. I, I was kind of apprehensive about the whole thing. But in no matter what experience it is or situation it is, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. So uh, we'll get out. We'll go check and see what's going on at the hotel and then uh, go from there. Just got done eating at the Smoke Shack, which we, Dad, we've been there before because we came up here back in, I think it was the summer of 2018. It was three, I think. And we came up here to Milwaukee to watch a game out at Miller Park. I think it was Eric Thames hit a walk-off homer versus the Rockies. But great place. It, is, it is a very great park. And we're walking the streets, traversing the streets of downtown Milwaukee right now, Dad. And take me through the news we just got in the restaurant and the ruckus that you caused when you found out that we found a way into the game. Well, we're going to get into the game. We have standing room only tickets, but the whole idea is to get in there, and we really didn't have anything when we get up here. So um, we had thought we was going to get the seats. That didn't work out. So uh, we're going to at least be inside the arena for a little bit, and if that doesn't work, then we're going out to the deer pen. And, uh, again, just to be in it, we'll be in the stadium. We're either going to watch some of it inside and half of it outside or just whatever, but it's all going to work out. It's a great, great situation. But what he didn't tell you guys there is that in the middle of finding out that we got tickets, he threw his arms up in the air and said, mind you, this, this place is empty, just some music playing, and said, we got in really loud as he threw his arms up in the air, rejoicing, and then proceeded to explain where to, to the waitress where we're from, why we're here, how long it took us to get here from Ohio. Just made a huge scene about it, but he wanted to let everyone know who was going to the game tonight. Now, Dad, when we talk about the game tonight as we inch closer to it, what are some things that you think the Bucks can take from Game 3 into this one because I'll go first here. I think the biggest thing was Drew Holiday played better. Giannis was himself. If he's going to be himself, he just needs the other guys to just be average and not be terrible like they were in the first two games. And I think Drew Holiday's defense kind of disrupted Phoenix's offensive flow. I think that's something you could take into game four. But this, you know what these series are all about. They're all about adjustments. Who's going to make adjustments? Now it's the Suns' turn to make an adjustment here. And so when we, we're going to keep talking about the game more and more as we get close to it, but right now, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think uh, one of the things is we got away with um, Booker not having a very good game. Right. The other thing we got away with was the fact that um, Aiton had gotten into foul trouble, which allowed, they had to go small, and that allowed uh, the Greek freak to kind of feast on things down inside. So I'm not sure that's going to happen. You can't bank on that. Um, I, my thing is I'm hoping that they stay with the things that work and not try to change. That's been something that's kind of bothered me throughout the whole season the last couple of years. So, Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. We're, we're kind of walking here now, Dad, and – not, it, it, we're still, I don't even know what time it is. It's a little past 2 o'clock here, Central Time. We got about under six hours till tip. Yeah, we got to wait. And we can't get in our room yet. We're, we're waiting to get in our hotel room. And not, 
not many people gathering yet, but we are about 15 minute walk from the stadium yet where we're going that way just to kind of get ourselves a lay of the land here. But again, the status right now is we do have tickets in the game. It's standing room only, but beggars can't be choosers. We are going to be inside Fiserv Forum for game four of the NBA Finals, and I think that is something that is really, really cool. Is there anything you want to add before yeah, we take add, a little break? I also add we're probably the only ones from Northwest Ohio that will be goofy enough to come up here, so I'm pretty proud of that pack. Okay, so it is 2.47 Central time here in Milwaukee, and now, Dad, we have, we're running up against some issues here. Um, we're walking to the stadium after eating at the Smoke Shack. Walking to the stadium, it looked like it was going to rain. Now it's definitely going to start downpouring here in about under an hour. So we made it and got to see Fiserv Forum, uh, but we wanted to kind of explore a little bit more down there, but we didn't get to. So now here we are. We're walking back. Fiserv Forum is in our is at our backs now, and we're walking across the street that just finished the countdown. We're going to have to hurry here or else we're going to get hit. And your thoughts is now, like, what, what are we going to do now? I, I'm i not sure. Like, are we just going to hang? We're going to check into the hotel probably, but we're kind of just going to hang out, right? Yeah, right. I, this is a Zuber thing again. I, we walked all this way to go to the pro shop. We're not sure we can get in. You got this recording stuff we got to take care of. We got to get back. It's that hesitation thing that we didn't do when we got tickets to get in here. So it's just to revert back to your old ways, and that's kind of we'll be fine. We just got to go home, or home to the hotel, get the get the room, and then uh, get this rain done, and then organize and come back. However, however we look at it, we are in. We are in, baby. He ran up and hugged me as we were walking down the river walk. Probably the most excitement he's shown about the Bucks during this entire playoff run. And uh, so now we're walking back, and I, it got me thinking, Dad, as we're walking here. One thing the Bucks have to be able to do is take advantage of the Suns walking back in transition tonight. I think transition buckets for the Bucks could be a huge story of this game and something that could really benefit them because as we're going to turn left up here, Giannis, that's where he can make his money if they're, you know, obviously they're going to reach out and foul him a lot of times, but he can really make his, you know, make his money in the in transition points. I, I agree with that. Transition is what, and, and it goes back to the old, uh, the things that we were, I was talking about earlier that we got to keep doing the things that we do well. The other, the other thing I worry about is us – getting the thing down inside, getting it to Giannis, getting some stuff all Lopez, and then all of a sudden for a couple possessions we come down and decide to fire it up off the first pass and get away from the things that are working. I think they got to stay with the things that are working, and if they do that, I think they're going to be all right. We, we shall see, and like we talked about, I think Devin Booker due for a huge performance, but you got to be able to hold other guys like Aiton, Paul, Bridges in check tonight. And – you know, I got to say, as we started walking towards the stadium, Dad, I, I could start to feel the energy a little bit for this town. Uh, obviously, the rain's going to stunt that a little bit, I think. But, you know, there, there are some people walking towards Pfizer Forum. We're still about five and a half hours from tip, just about. And uh, you want to talk about the uh, the Moe's restaurant we saw down here? Why didn't we eat there? Well, we didn't know about it. And uh, it looks like a pretty classy place. Uh, something that... Uh I'm not sure it's a Mo that you know kind of restaurant. <laughs> there you have it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We're back in the hotel now. We've been sitting here, Dad, for, gosh, what time we get here? Check-in was at 3? Yeah. Had to wait around for the room a little bit. We've been sitting up here, taking a little break before the chaos that will ensue tonight. And, you know, obviously we're watching some TV and stuff and about people talking about the game tonight. And one thing, Dad, is we're going to talk here a little bit about it. One thing that struck me when they were talking about it was, you know, everybody's saying how Devin Booker, you know, after that bad game, last game he's going to get going. But 
I can play devil's advocate here and say, well, Chris Middleton has not played up to his standards in these first three games. And so I could easily point at him and say, well, he should have a bounce back game. What do you say to that? Um, I agree with that. I also agree, or I don't agree, but I also think what's got to happen to kind of counter that is um, what do the Bucks do when they switch? There hasn't there have been uh, too many times when they've switched, and there's been three guys, two guys covering the ball, leaving a shooter open. That's got to change. There's got to be a little bit more uh, communication. It's got to take place, and th- that can't happen. Um, otherwise, I think there's going to be guys that going to knock it down, and that's going to be big. One more thing, um, a point of emphasis for the Suns after Game 3, Coach Monty Williams went into the presses and said, you know, one player for the Bucks had more free throws than our entire team. And we were listening to some you know, Sirius XM, Sirius XM NBA radio on the way up here. Amin Hassan, member of Metal Arc Media on the Dan Lebitard show a lot. Uh, he was talking about how the Suns shouldn't have been surprised that he had more free throws than because most teams' strategy, including the Suns' strategy against Giannis is, okay, let's foul him because he can't make his free throws. So they shouldn't have been surprised that he had so many. The rest of the Bucks outside of Giannis only had nine free throw attempts. And we were talking about how important it is to get DeAndre Ayton in foul trouble, something they did in game three. So do you think that that is an important thing? And how can they take advantage of the foul game? We're talking about the Bucks here tonight. I'm not sure about it. I think it's all going to come back down to, again, how the referees are going to make the call. And I think the other thing that's going to be really important is, and it's important in all games, especially at this level and all championship-type games, is what kind of adjustments are made. I think adjustments are going to be big. I think uh, Monty Williams from the Suns does a great job of adjusting. Um, I'm not sure about uh, our coach, Coach Bud, but I, I know he has. So I think it's going to be the chess game a little bit. I think it'll also be how the refs decide to, to call the game. And you know, and that, and that shooting, when they were on the fact that Giannis was getting fouled all those times and he was shooting more, it's because he had the ball down inside and he was the one getting fouled. Um, on the other stuff on the outside, they were, they were playing uh, perimeter games. And when you play games on the perimeter, as we found out when we played, uh, what was it, the first or second game, when or first game when we didn't get to the foul line, as the, we the Bucks, um, that was also the, where they played outside and they didn't do things and the, and the foul was different. So I, I think that's a big important thing that people have to take into consideration. How nervous are you, scale of one to ten? Uh, I'm always nervous at, at these, and I am – I'm, number one, I'm very happy to be in this situation to be able to watch and to be in the game and to, for a championship. But I am, I am, I, 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 I have bad thoughts and I have good thoughts, and uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to try to enjoy it. If they get beat, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be bummed. But um, that's what you do as a fan. And if they win, I'm going to be joyous. And along the way, I'm going to criticize. And uh, you, you've, you've already been through that and understand that. But bottom line is, we're here. Um, it'll be something that we will always cherish and, and remember. And um, I think that's the most important part of it after all the smoke clears after the game is over. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll be close. It could come down to the last couple possessions. We'll see. So our plan here is to what? We're going to – it's about 5.30 – Central time, game starts at 8. Deer District opens at 6. They're going to have a lot of things going on down there. We're probably going to get going here after we are done recording. The gates to Pfizer form open at 6.30. Now, cannot bring the recording device into Pfizer Forum because of their policy. I may try to record some stuff in-game on my phone, transfer the audio, do some magic there. But nonetheless, if this is the last you hear from us before the game is over, it's been a lot of fun today. And just wrap wrap this up for me, Dad. You're 
your expectations for tonight. I know we were just talking about it for the last couple of minutes, but I really want the audience to get a sense of you who has been a fan since 1970 and even before that, but your your sense as to what you're feeling right now. I think it's going to be electric. Is that, is that all championship games are? I think this is a must win for the Bucks. so there's a little bit more pressing for them, although I think the Suns want to put get a handhold on this whole thing. But I think uh, the Bucks need the win more than not because, you know, you go down 3-1 going to Phoenix and it could be all over. So um, I think it's going to be – crowd's going to be loud. People are going to be yelling. Things When things don't go well, you're going to hear it. And people are going to be into it. And I think it's going to be a great atmosphere for, for at least a couple hours and it'll be fun. Yep. You can take your shirt off. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> okay. What time is it? By their clock, it's 11.42. It's 11.42. Yeah, so on our schedule, it's 12, quarter to quarter to one, our time. And we're sitting here in the hotel... Holiday Inn Express just got back from Fiserv Forum. What an amazing basketball game here tonight. I don't even know, Dad, where to start, honestly. Like, where to break down this thing. And maybe we just go with what our experience was like and kind of our schedule here today once we left the hotel. Maybe just talk about that a little bit. Maybe we'll flow into the game a little bit. Yeah, I did, I did not know what to expect with standing room only. When we walked into the place, um, we had to walk. I remember, we had to ask an usher, "What you do with standing room only tickets? Is there a place? Where do you go? What do you do?" Uh, one uh, one guy, uh, one usher, did a nice job of telling us what we needed to do. So it was kind of up to us to kind of drift around and find a spot. And in some ways, that was all right. Um, in other other ways, I guess if you're a if you're a person that um, needs to have a seat, um, th- this wasn't a thing for you. But for us, being uh, the basketball people that we are, and um, just the fact that we were in with the uh, all the stuff that was going around, um, energy and and excitement and and people and being around all kinds of Bucks fans, it was it was a good deal. We eventually, after you keep looking and drifting and finding places, we found a really good place to watch the second half. And it, was, it wasn't sitting in a seat. It was behind a, a family that was really nice to us, um, gave us high fives. And when things got crazy and stuff, they were talking to us and, and really didn't block our view from standing. So that was a good deal. And I would say standing there for the whole second half, we could actually just we could see everything that was going on on the floor. We could also see the jumbotron if need be. And I thought, personally, it was a great spot to be. Now in the first half, we were up in a lounge area type thing on the second floor. Uh, we were watching most of the game on a TV, and uh, you know, I told my dad. I told him, I said, look, let, I'm going to go down and look for a place. I'll let you know if I find anything. And sure enough, uh, I find a play, the ESPN uh, NBA countdown area, and I see Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Woj as they call him. I see Maria Taylor. I see Jalen Rose. I see Jay, Jay Williams. And after the game, R.J. Jefferson came through there, but we were right next to them. My, Michael Wilbon was there from PTI, and after you know the game was over, our, our Richard Jefferson was there, and you know I was kind of just sitting there, and all of a sudden I came upon a spot. We were behind the the Bucks were on offense right in front of us on that on that end uh, for the whole second half, and we got to see everything. Now pregame, we were in the Deer District. Uh, they had a, just so many people there. I couldn't imagine what it was like outside. What do you think? Because Pfizer Forum, you know, it's relatively new, and we were kind of hanging out in in the restaurants and things down the street there. It's a whole district, the whole uh, 
upstart kind of community right outside the arena. What did you think of everything around there? It wasn't it wasn't as neat and pristine as I thought, but it is downtown by a lot of the restaurants. I don't I don't know what street it was that we were on, but it seemed like every every shop was a restaurant or place to eat. And then we kind of drifted in and found um, a place in kind of like a back alley kind of thing. And why, they had a big old screen there, and we watched it there. And uh, so it, it's pretty neat. If you're going to a basketball game and um, you're downtown in that area, I'm sure they'll develop it and make it really nice. But, again, uh, like us, coming from Williams County, it wasn't that big a deal. It was nice. A lot of people fired up. I think you said the uh, Phoenix Suns brought in like 200 people yep. from their offices. There. They were right there with us. Um, so it was – it was a pretty cool place. Yeah, pregame was interesting because the the I think the whole Deer District thing, it's it's some of those restaurants were put up with the arena to kind of grow that area and it was super cool to be down there. I think we would have been just fine if we were in the Deer District for the game, but being in there uh, just with every everything going on and having all the fans in there Everybody chanting defense. It just it just sent chills down your spine, and it was just so cool to be there. So then we get in, and remember the the one guy was a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. He had yeah. a shirt on. He talked to us. But anyway, we get in. We walked around, checked everything out, went to the pro shop, uh, bought a few things, and then uh, started walking around trying to find a spot to stand. And then the game started. Yeah, and. The pro shop was really cool. You obviously that's your that's your uh, niche right there is the pro shop and getting stuff. I won't I won't name what you uh, bought. I will just say you bought another hat. So, mom, uh, that's another one coming home for you. But as far as the game goes, dad, I we 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 can break this down in a lot of different ways, but. Let's just give each other's thoughts. I'll I'll go first here. I told you on our walk back here to the hotel, I said, look, Phoenix controlled that game for over three quarters. And the Bucks with Pat Connaughton hitting a couple threes, Middleton hitting some big shots, stayed within striking distance the whole time. And then when it got to winning time, they made the plays. They got the stops. And the last thing I'll say is that Giannis block and then the Middleton finish on the other end, it's one of the best basketball sequences I've seen with my own two eyes. And I think Devin Booker's the only player to have 40 points and eight fouls in an NBA game because they would not call his sixth foul. They wanted to keep him in that game if it's the last thing they did. So, that, and and I got to be honest, it would have been an all time. It would have been talked about around here for years to come if the Bucks ended up losing that game. And Booker had three fouls down the stretch that didn't get called. But instead, they're going to be talking about that Giannis block, which was amazing, and uh, how they won this game. But your thoughts uh, from the from the Bucks' perspective? I, first off, I know a lot of people out there watched it, and I got a lot of texts and stuff back about how great a game it was. I I don't know if it was a great game. Uh, it, it was a game that kind of, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it kind of reminds me of a of a 15 round boxing match, and that's what they were talking about on ESPN earlier, that it was going to be one of those knockdown drag out kind of things, and it was going to be end up being a four or five point difference at the end, and that's what it was. But that's what it was. The Bucks just kept. I mean, they would look like they were going to get over the hump, and then Phoenix would fight back and and do the things that they needed to do. They they went. It was stretches where. One team didn't do a good enough job on the offensive end. Then they would get it going again, and then the, it was just kind of back and forth, back and forth. And, and again, um, I think I had texted somebody and said it was one of those games where you just have to stay the course and you have to get through thick and thin. And this, and also what you said is a it was a basketball game. It's it's a basketball game between two two teams that really want to win. And, and that's what it came down to. And the Bucks held it off and to a point to where they had, they used those last three minutes. And that, in the whole game, the last three minutes were probably the best that they played the whole night. 
And we talked about before we left, we were talking about how Middleton has not played well this series. He drops 40. Devin Booker has had not played particularly well last game. And he had, I mean, I don't know, you've seen a lot of performances in your time. I mean, but that's got to be up there with the way he was playing out there with some of the best basketball performances you've ever seen in your life, I have to believe, because he was carrying them for most of that game. He did CP3 was pretty much non-existent for most of that game. And he had some good stretches, but he wasn't there. Aiden didn't do much. It was Devin Booker keeping them in that game. That was impressive. And now I think a lot of people are going to look at CP3 for game five, and a lot of pressure is going to be on him. But I, if you're if you're looking at it from the Suns' perspective, you just wasted away what could have been an all-time finals performance by Devin Booker. Now you're 2-2 back to Phoenix, and it's the first to win two games out of three for both teams now. Uh, going forward as we kind of wrap up this discussion here, Dad, what do you think is the most important thing for the Bucks right now? Um, obviously keeping the momentum and the things, and they just got to keep going back and, and, and working on the shooting. Um, I think that for them is a difference. They have not shot. I think we were talking about this. They have not shot the ball in the playoffs very well at all from three point. And, and again, shooters shoot. Uh, they don't always make, but uh, if, if you're a shooter in this game, you've got to keep shooting. And, and, and I know they will. Um, it's just they have to and they also have to get off to a better start. What is this? Uh, they played four games, and three of those, they didn't get off to a real good start in the, in the first quarter, and that's that's kind of a big thing. Now they fought back in it, but you you, you keep giving them enough rope, and you're going to hang yourself kind of sort of um, in that you, you aren't going to be re- able to recover. And uh, uh, one, one last thing about I, – I, I, one of the things that I really like to do is watch the NBA shooters – and they are amazing. I think if you're going to be a shooter, you you watch those guys. I mean, there's other things about the game that kind of drive you nuts if you're a, a high school coach or something like that. But they shoot the ball the best in the world. And Devin Booker, I mean, he he can put it up. He's a, he's a Steph Curry kind of like. And the nice thing about it, too, is – He's strong enough to get to that mid-range, that yeah. elbow jumper. He's Steph Curry he from mid-range. Can, and he can kill it and hit it, and he does a great job of that. And I love I love to watch him shoot the basketball. I don't like to see him shoot it against yeah. my Bucks, but I, I, I like to watch him play. I think as we wrap things up here, um, I always do shout-outs at the end of you know the my show's. And I think for both of us, we we should just shout out that girl in front of us at the game. She was so entertaining, high fiving us, making us feel welcome up there. And the family too, because there was a there was a, a couple of them there, and some yeah. some people that were right in front of us that that just it was it was crazy. And all the Buck fans, I mean, it was awesome, especially when they won. Yep, they were all very nice people. But I I, I just. As we wrap things up, Dad, this was a great day. It's going to wrap up the content for this episode. Uh, I had so much fun. But this this day was for you because this is a long time waiting for you. It's since 1971, since the Bucks last won a title. And you've been waiting that long since. Kareem and Oscar and some of the other members from the 71 team were in the building. That was super cool to, to be in their presence but what are Dandridge and Oscar uh, Robinson and John McLaughlin and, and all those guys were there. But but your thoughts as we kind of wrap things up on on this day and what it means to you. Well, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to my family uh, for giving me the opportunity on as a Father's Day gift to be able to come here. Um, we we talk about what you can give and things that you to give your loved ones and stuff. And, and these, these things of giving experience and letting it be a part of something are great. And I just want to thank you, Lainey and, and Betsy, my wife, uh, 
and Bob Thormeyer, who and whoever was that works yeah. for the Milwaukee Bucks that got us in the door. Um, you have to know people, and it, it's a, you can't get anywhere if you do not know people, and you got to have you got to have some people in your corner, and I have that, and I'm very very proud of that. I it's a dream come true in this sense. Obviously, that's not over, but as far as an experience, it's something that I have really wanted to do. It's on the bucket list, and I've done that. So I really, really want to thank that. Um, still got a ways to go. There's three games to go. I think they're all going to be hard-pressed. I'd be really surprised if any one of them is a blowout from here on out. So it should be a good series to, to wipe it out. Everybody's yelling six down here, six games. I'm thinking it'll go seven. I really do. So I think they're, they're two really good teams uh, as far as what they do. I, I should, each one does a little bit different, and uh, they each one has strengths. Each one has a weakness, and that's what makes a championship series uh, such a neat thing to watch. Until next time, hopefully there will be a next time, uh, something like this. <laughs> Dad, you know they game six is when, uh, next week, so – I think it's going to be Tuesday. So just just keep that in mind. Uh, We'll talk soon. All right? Yes. See ya. So there you have it. Mo and I's trip up to Milwaukee. Yeah, that episode was kind of all over the place, but I hope you got a glimpse into how just amazing that whole experience was for the both of us. And... I hope you also saw how much it meant to my father to see his team back in a championship because it has been a long time. And I think he has an, he's been an NBA fan, an in and out NBA fan for a lot of his life since Kareem was not on the Bucks anymore. And I hope you got a glimpse into how this team has kind of sparked up his interest again into the sport. And I'll just say this about Game 5. I'll throw my thoughts in here. Game 5 was last night as I'm recording this right now. And when Giannis made that alley-oop, I ran around the house. I was screaming. And you know what my dad said? He's got one free throw. Calm down. He's got to make this free throw. And once again, there you have it. That's the type of fan Mo is, and that's the type of fan he'll always be. Now, for the record, Giannis did miss that free throw, and they got the rebound, and Middleton ended up hitting the the free throw to ice the game. But once again, that's how Mo is. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Keep reviewing, rating. We're going to try to pump out some more content. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. (laughs) 